What's going on, people? Thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Bailu Campaign Podcast, where we unpack and document the unspoken truths of the millennial journey. You're here today with your hosts, Dan and Nate, and let's get into it. Let's go. What's going on, Nate? How you feeling? I'm pretty good, man. I'm feeling really blessed, to be honest. Feeling blessed, to be honest. And elaborate, what's, what's, what's fueling that? Yeah, man. So yesterday, my oldest sister, Lindsay, or Dr. Lindsay Hastings Fane, I should hey, say. Say that again, cuz. <laughs> Dr. Lindsay Hastings Fane. She Ooh. graduated from med school. That was lit. Became a doctor, man. It was it was just an amazing day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing her walk across that stage, it just meant so much to our family because, you know, four generations ago, you know, our great-grandparents, most of them were illiterate. Uh, and and for us in four generations to reach the highest level of education, which is being a doctor, mm-hmm. uh, is amazing. Especially for it to be a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? None of our great-grandmothers could read. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, dang, that's, that's really crazy. Like, <laughs> you can really, way. life can change in such a short amount of time. Facts. Um, it's just about each generation taking strides and moving towards the direction that you want to go. And, like, you may not reach it, but if you plant the right seed, that next generation or the following one may be able to get to that place. That's that's facts, man. It's true. Congrats to you and your whole family on that that accomplishment. I Appreciate know you're know saying bro. it takes a village, so I yeah. know all y'all played y'all parts, you know. Yeah, yeah, as a for whole sure. To make that happen as for gangster. Sure. And then, like, I'll say another thing. It was, like, a huge feeling of solidified growth for me personally. Why is that? Because, you know, it, it really made me realize that I had somewhat divorced uh, other people's perspective. Because kind of going in, I was background, I was MC for her celebration we had after the graduation. Okay. And my mom was so nervous. She was like, Nathan, you've never been an MC before. <laughs> and she was just putting like, because she was nervous because she's never been an MC. She, yeah, that's she not her her thing. Yeah, She was trying to put all that onto me. She was like, Nathan, like literally four weeks before the event, Nathan, do you know you're the MC? Like, <laughs> have you started preparing? <laughs> what are you supposed to do while YouTube? Bruh, videos? bruh, I don't know, bruh. <laughs> she, she just kept trying to put that on me. But- um, I never let it bother me, mm-hmm. and I never got mad about it. Like, yo, my mom don't believe in me. I was like, bro, it's all good. Like, that's that's how that's just who she is. Yeah, and I didn't let that stop me from you know doing my thing as an MC or should I say master of ceremony for last night's event. I don't fire you. <laughs> so how how well do you think you perform? One you to know, ten. Should you have your info, your booking info out? Hey, booking info and link tree. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Hey, I'd be your manager though. I just need like twenty five percent. Whoa. That's a that's that's a hefty cut, bro. Hey, come on, man. I, I go find it for you. I find the gigs. You just put up. Bro, you might want to divide that by twenty five. No, nah, we good. I'm twenty twenty five or nothing. That's all. Take it. Sounds like a nothing, sir. <laughs> it's all good. You'll be back. 
It's going to be higher when you come back, too. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what's up, man. Like once again, congrats. Congrats on that. Yeah, man. How are you? How was everything? Man, I'm straight. You feel me? I was a little sick. Um, recovering from that. You know, I'm a warrior, so we knocked that out. Three days tops. Um, just taking care of family stuff right now. You know, making sure home is good. That's pretty much it, sure. Just sure, holding down sure. the fort. Well, you know what I'm saying? Some people can't hold down the fort. For sure. That's it for me. Word, word. So we, we're back. We're back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, with this episode, um, this is going to count for our guest episode feature for the month. Um, we were initially going to have a guest, but, you know, with graduation season and whom we were going to feature, they're graduating from school and such. So, like, we just couldn't, our times couldn't work out, especially since they're out of town. We had to go yeah. out of town to record the episode. So we'll uh, get back to that, you know, sometime this summer. But this is another, oh, snap. This is part two. Yeah, yeah. Of and it, it kind of, it's perfect, too. But go ahead. We'll get to that. <laughs> but, Can't be coming off, man. Uh-huh. This is part two of the 21 question episode. So, yeah, we're going to keep it pushing. And why you say it's perfect? Because uh, initially, to be honest, after last one's, last month's 21 questions episode, mm. just a response we were getting from it, yeah. from the people. Um, I kind of really wanted to push back the guest episode to next month, to, okay. to be honest. And so it kind of worked out. Uh, to me, in our favor. Okay. That's cool. So let's get into it. Um, it's starting off with me, because supposedly last time we stopped at me. I don't know how factual that is. I'm not going to fact check. I'm going to just take your word for it. <laughs> uh, so cool. Um, I honestly don't even remember like the format of how we did the last one. Because I know we ain't just go straight into the yeah, question. Yeah, I got you. I'm I don't see it's it me off. stalling trying to make you go first, but I'm going to go first. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> All right, cool. So the story behind this question, right, was um, basically when we were younger, there was one thing I noticed, which was you have a high tolerance for forgiveness, right? And mm-hmm. like with me, like people I get close to, there's usually things that they have that, like you say, I admire, things yeah. that we both share, or things that I'm like, hmm, I could like, this is a good person to learn that from, you feel me? They're a good example of that. So I could be around them and I'm going to pick up on that, the right way to do that or whatever. And I realized that you had a very high tolerance for forgiveness out of like all of us. Like you mm-hmm. always had for some reason, in the sense where in most situations where we would just be like, F everyone. Yeah. Speaking to us, to tune and I, that's like our first reaction usually is like, you know what, F that. Like, yeah. It don't matter, whatever. You look at it from like a more full circle perspective. Mm-hmm. You always have since we were younger. And um, I seen how that was such a strength in essence where uh, things would happen, which registered in my mind as betrayal. Mm-hmm. But it never, like, got in your way or whatever. Like, you always are able to, like, just, like, push through, like, the next day or just not, like, everything is cool, but yeah. it still didn't stop you in a sense. And I'm like, dang, like, 
that's crazy because I'd be like, <laughs> like if something was to happen to me where I would like. How you would maneuver and how yeah, you want to react. Like, like I remember, like for example, right, we was in high school. Um, there was like one time somebody did something where I felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. Somebody did something once that I felt disrespected. And my initial reaction was, oh, they want to play. I was on the phone like five seconds, like, hey, where you at? Pull up. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. And I called like my older cousin. And like, you know, older and looking back at those like things and like moments where I overreacted, where mm-hmm. the reaction was way more than the action. You feel me? Whenever the reaction is way more than the action, you got to look at that. That means yeah. something is off. Like, and so it was just like, sheesh. I just looked back one day. I was like, dang, I wonder what Nate would have did. I was like, Nate probably would have let it go. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I could have just let it go. That like, I'm saying there's instances where I know I could have just let stuff go. But being older now, I could do that or whatever. Yeah. And like a big part of that was seeing like your high capacity to like be able to let stuff go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does that stem from? That's my question. It's like, where does that stem from? Does that hinder you? Because I see it as just a strength. But does that ever hinder you in like maneuvering through life? Also, mm. to be honest, I think it came from experiencing a lot of rejection mm-hmm. being younger, especially from like close loved ones, and just having to get over that. Because when close people who are close to you and they reject you and you still uh, yearn for that love and affection from them, mm-hmm. you have n- no choice but to kind of develop a thick skin of forgiveness because you have to get over that rejection and still like, because more than you, more than the rejection hurt, you wanted that love and affection more than the rejection hurt. You know what I'm saying? So in a sense, it was just like, man, you got to get over that and keep pursuing what you're kind of looking for and hoping for in a way. But it's kind of weird because, you know, at times, I remember I was younger, I would try to stay mad at people, but it just wouldn't work. <laughs> for real? Yeah, bro. I'd be pissed. That's crazy. Because I remember... <laughs> This is just like a random scenario uh, because when we were younger, a lot always, someone was usually always living in our house. Yeah. Whether it's my grandparents, uncles, or aunts, or whatever. So I forgot what age. So me, it was either me, my sister, my brother sharing a room. Uh, most of the time, it was just us three sharing a room. And then I think at one point, um, I had my own room to myself. For like a week, and it felt great. I was like, man, I got my own room. I got my own bed to myself. If it was just a great feeling, mm-hmm. and then my mom, after the week, because it was the bigger room in the house of the other in the master room, she was like, "Oh, Nate, you gotta move out and give it to your sister, bro." I was sick. I was like, "All I had is my room, and you took that from me." <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to forget my sister, ever. <laughs> right? I was like, man, I'm never talking to her again, bro. I'm not forgiving her, bro. She took the only thing I had, which was my room. And I only had it for a week. Da-da-da-da-da. 
and I went to sleep and woke up, and I wasn't mad anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so usually for me, the cure is, if I go to sleep, usually by the time I wake up, You're I'm good. not mad at a situation anymore, for the most like, part. That's wild, though, because some of the things that I've seen you, I say forgive or not be compromised by, were things where those reactions would have been justified. Yeah. Even in the sense of like, because like, all right, so in all honesty, there's things that have happened to y'all that I don't mess with people because of mm-hmm. people who y'all are cordial with. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like somebody could do something that like, that was like you, mm-hmm. that you would forgive that I won't. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's true, true to this day. Like there's things that over the course of like our friendship growing up over the years or whatever, Especially like our whole like our little circle, our our mm-hmm. close knit circle, whatever the five four of us. There's things that people have done to y'all that I would never mess with those people because of that. Yeah, and y'all y'all mess with those people more than I do, and it's like they ain't even do it to me, but like their actions towards y'all, regardless how y'all took it or reacted to it, my mind or like I was just my heart will never let me. Mm-hmm. mess with those people ever again on x level because yeah. of that you feel me yeah i don't know it's 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 weird and and most of the time like after i i sleep on it um after because usually after i sleep the emotions are are down my reasoning mm-hmm. can kind of emerge and i kind of think of like 10 20 steps ahead like all right if i react if i react in this way what are the ramifications like you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, I can go get revenge, but at the end of the day, somebody going, they going to want revenge yeah, on me again. And it's just like yeah. a, a constant circle, yeah, that's cycle, cool. right? Yeah. So it's just like for the most, most of the times, most people aren't worth it to me. Um, and I see. That is true. Like, <laughs> like. Some people like for the most part, if most most people on a on a good day, if someone like came up to me was and I didn't feel super disrespected, mm-hmm. I'll probably let it slide. I probably wouldn't like want to get to a physical level because most I'm like most of the time I'm like, yo, you're not even worth it. Like the ramifications of me, like let's say catching a charge or getting locked up or doing like whatever yeah. the ramifications could be. It's like, bro, is this person really worth it? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing you're that's... Really on that yeah, like, you're not, like, how is that... What is that going to... What value add is that going to have for me? Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can't cash cash in. Oh, Nate ain't go like that to this random person who yeah. doesn't mean nothing. I mean, at least to me. I'm not saying it don't mean nothing. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not about nothing. in your life. Right? Like, they're... And it it also comes from not valuing like people who not really about nothing their opinion because like yeah we all want respect but some people you don't need their respect facts so Renee I don't Brown. need I don't need to compromise myself to go and try to get and claim their respect Fair you. yeah jeez that kind of because I was watching a uh, a video lately and there was a speech from um. Man, one of those janky presidents. <laughs> I think it was Roosevelt or something. They all janky. But yeah, I think it was Roosevelt. 
and he was talking about the arena and it was like Brene Crow said a lot but basically like uh, oh yeah if you're not go ahead huh that quote was fire go ahead oh <laughs> man you just added so much pressure on me because I wasn't about to quote a word for <laughs> nah nah you ain't got to quote it but basically it's a it's That's a quote by Roosevelt where he says that um the only opinion that should count are from people who are playing in the arena you're playing in um the spectators the people who are in the nosebleeds, people who are, who are high ups in the, in the seats or whatever, um, people who ain't even get into the arena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Always ha- are always gonna have the most opinions, but if they're not, you know what I'm saying? They're not putting in the blood, sweat, and tears like you are. They don't know what it feels like to touch the, you know what I'm saying, the hardwood floor and to put in the work, whatever that mm-hmm. means. Like you feel me? They're not in the game you're playing. They don't count. And yeah. they will never count until they experience it. Because then, only then, should you feel like you have the right to speak on something. For sure. So I feel like that's that kind of cool. Nah, that's facts. That's facts. I bet. Now you up. Uh-huh. I'm born ready. <laughs> so this this is, I would say, about like managing relationships. Cool. Um, One of the things I would say I'm blessed to have, like, Kind of looking at my life, there's like two, two main groups, mm-hmm. like the people I grew up with, like y'all, and like all the relationships that I have through that, and even now, mm-hmm. and then like GW, like the people I met, like when I went to school, and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So on both sides, I feel like I have people who are very good at managing relationships in terms of. Keeping in contact with like friends, mm-hmm. so like for you and John, I would say um, like a lot of people, y'all stay in contact with people more than me, uh, and a lot of people, in my opinion, they'll ask y'all about how I'm doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> uh, it's just it's funny, and in my perspective. I'm a very low maintenance friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't require for uh, other than like a sl- very like two, three, four people. Yeah, I'm not gonna like communicate with you on a weekly or even monthly basis. Mm-hmm. It's more so like, oh, maybe it's your birthday when I see you, we gonna have we gonna catch up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all love, but. I'm not a person who checks in on people. I, something I'm kind of working, trying to work on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's just who I am as a person. Yeah. And it's that's why I probably surrounded myself with people around me who have, I guess, one of my weaknesses. Right. So, uh, I I guess I kind of want to hear like your perspective on that and how you're able to manage that. Managing relationships. Yeah. Mm. And like, go from, I may think about somebody like, oh man, like, I hope they're doing good. Mm. But there's a slim chance I'm actually going to reach out and be like, yo, how are you? Like, I hope all is well. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, this is kind of funny because I could have sworn I'm also low maintenance. <laughs> um, Seriously though, like I don't. I mean, I would if I were to say, John's probably on the highest. Yeah. 
definitely is. <laughs> John is on another level. Uh, <laughs> but then, in terms of like my friends, you will be second. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm just speak on like me personally. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll get to that. Okay. So like me personally, I'm also like low maintenance. Also, like you don't really have to like hit me up. You don't gotta like. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like people blowing my phone. I don't really like answering the phone when people call me. Unless, like, because I'm always doing something. Yeah. You feel me? And most of the time, like, I feel like you're trying to, you're distracting me from what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. But there's, like, a, there's a slight few who are going to get that, like, more consistent response or something. For sure. Or if you, like, hit me up twice, if you call me twice, I'm going to the answer or call you back or shoot you a text, like, what's up, yeah. you're straight. Just out of like a safety thing, make sure you're good. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, with me is that I just think of think of the times where it's like, um, like you said, I'll have those moments where it's like, damn, I wonder how so and so is doing. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, like what's going on with blah blah blah. I hear from him in a while, and I had a friend. Her name is Raven. Shout out to Raven. Really, really intellectual woman. And we was talking one time. We was on the phone. We was, we was having a conversation. I remember one day, and she was like, "I was I, I brought that up to her. I was like, man, I gotta start doing a better job of like hitting people up when I think about them." She was like, "Yeah, like there's a there's usually the, there's probably a reason why they're crossing your mind. Like you reaching out might be what they need to get through that day. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like that act of like somebody thought about me. You feel me? Like yeah. somebody actually cares about my well being. Because just think about yourself. Like you was probably having a bad day." And somebody hit you up off like the genuine tip, like not to not one of those calls where they're faking like they care what's going on, but you know they're trying to dig for information. You know yeah. we get those phishing scam calls where for it's sure. like people are like yeah, so what's going? How's life treating you? <laughs> they just they just try to write a little quick article on you. You feel me? Yeah. But like those genuine stuff, like what's up? Like you straight? Like your mental good? Like you feel me? Like your health good? Mm-hmm. All right, cool, whatever. You 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 good? You're killing it. All right, I'm all at you. And yeah, just just thinking of that, like, all right, this could probably be what this person needs. You feel mm-hmm. me? And most of the time, too, I don't know about you, but me, if someone crosses my mind, like, and it gets to a point where it's happening consecutively in a short period of time, I'm like, yeah, I need to hit this person up. I don't ever know what it is. Yeah. And usually when I hit them up, there is a reason why. You feel me? Yeah. Like on the back end, I'm like, dang, son, you like. I don't know what it is, bro. I've been thinking about you like heavy, and it's like mm-hmm. this is why. Like I didn't even know you was going through this. Woo, woo, woo. So it's just it's responding to your. Um, the first part is like responding to your intuition. Yeah. Like if you feel like an intuitive, an intuitive push to reach out, do it. And the second thing is what I learned um, prior to me like actually like hitting people up and checking in with people was that. It it doesn't take as long as you think it will. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what kept me from doing it initially. Huh. Cause I'm like I'm used to people hit my phone up, right? I'm talking about <laughs> people hit my phone up, cause <laughs> and will want to talk on the phone for an hour about nothing. Yeah, nothing, like literally nothing. And like usually people who do that when we get off the phone, I'm like a little agitated, cause I'm like, wow, an hour of my life I'm never get back about nothing. It's the same thing when people hit me up to link up, right? Like, bruh, I got this business idea. Or, bruh, bruh, link, bruh, I'm trying to 
run this by you, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this person's been hitting my phone up for like three months now. Let me give him some time. Mm-hmm. I pull up the link. This person will talk about everything but any business, business idea. idea. And I'll be ready to just... Like, <laughs> just like slap them, honestly. Cause <laughs> like block them. Yeah, it's like, what did you just want to get in my crib and see like how I live? Did you just want you? Know what I'm saying like, what? What was your? What was your point? Yeah. So, you, with me, what I learned was you got to differentiate who deserves your time. That's mm-hmm. one, and two, you have to understand that to reach out is not as time consuming as you may think. So wow. you you don't really have to have a full-blown 30-minute conversation because we haven't spoke all year. We don't need a 30-minute conversation for me mm-hmm. to adhere to my goal of let me make sure you're good. So mm-hmm. with me, when I when I hit people up, like I'm reaching out for a certain certain reason. Like I usually ask like, you know what I'm saying, like select questions like, like what's up, how you been? Are you good? Is your mental straight? Are you healthy? You feel mm-hmm. me? And how are you treating life? That's what I usually ask people. And mm-hmm. this is kind of bad on my part, but when people respond back to my questions sometimes, and it's like, from what I know of this person, I know they're genuine, they're going to tell the truth, um, and they're good. Sometimes I don't even respond. I go with my life. <laughs> I'm like, I right, bet. You good? Yeah. I'm going to check in later. You feel me? Like, we don't have to shoot 300 texts back and forth. You feel me? Like yeah. The reason why it's probably stopping you is you're thinking it's going to take too much time out of what you got going on. 100%. Yeah. 150%. And because you think that's going to happen, you're not going to do it. So you just got to change that in your mind to how can I do this where I'm respecting my time, but also Mm. respecting the relationship I have with X person. And once you find your method of like, these are the questions that I care about to know that they're okay. Like if I know these things are confirmed, they're good. I'm going to be at peace. Okay. That's all. You're straight from there. Sheesh. I bet. I'm going to try to implement that. <laughs> if you're listening to this and I don't text you, um, I'm sorry. It may be coming in the future, but we're going to work on it. But nah, nah, that's real. That's real. All right, cool. So it's on you now. Wait, it's on me. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah. All right. So the backstory to this question um it's really just is this one speaks to you as a person but the overall topic is like maintaining um authenticity okay and uh i guess yeah being able to transcend through different spaces right okay so as a person individually um over years you're kind of like the front street guy that will put in the room for stuff <laughs> right yeah for sure just just because we know we know we could put Nate in a room full of the worst people, and he'll be good. And and you could put Nate in. Who? Give me a word, because I feel like I'm gonna say something so political. <laughs> the best fit, or the don't cleanest. Say, don't say the cl- cleanest. The cleanest blue collared, white collared privilege. Oh, white collared. Excuse me, privilege. You could find the finest of that, and he could maneuver through that room also, right? Yeah. Um. Initially, when, like, prior to you going off to school, uh, going to GW or whatever, I remember um, how I made a statement one time. I was like, man, Nate's about to go to this school. He's about to meet all these new people. If we stop being your friends no more, it's going to be lit. I think I, I mentioned that last time, right? Yeah, for sure. Or whatever. Um, but you were still 
able to maintain, like you stay, you was able to trace, uh, excuse me, you were able to stay true to yourself mm-hmm. um, while having to genuinely move and maneuver through these spaces, right? Whether it's different forms of corporate, Dude. you feel me? Like you're the type of guy who goes to corporate, like, happy hours and stuff yeah and it's just so different because i am so not that mm-hmm. like i don't want to you feel me like sure. like even like i'll be telling you like oh yeah my job they have and this that there you're like you're going i'm like no nah, i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> hang with those people for sure for unfortunately sure. and stuff like that right just out of not just like the type of person that i am right yeah it rubs people the wrong way most of the time because mm-hmm. because i have such a high capacity to belong to myself and be okay being by myself and being alone yeah. you know always people always read that the wrong way like oh you think you're better than us or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying this that, and the third right so my whole thing is how how have you been able to naturally maneuver through different spaces with okay. different type of people throughout your life but also maintain a high level of belonging to yourself and not losing yourself in the process. Okay. Now, that's a great question. It's crazy because it's something that I've actually been meaning to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my first year at GW was kind of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I was looking for my same friend group in GW that I had in high school and grew up with. Okay. I was looking for those same exact people. Jeez. Just in a different space. Yeah. And I think that's the issue with a lot of us. Like we would move to a different environment mm-hmm. and still look for the same people. That's how people end up moving. They're like, yo, I'm trying to get away from all this BS from where I am living right now. Mm-hmm. Move to a different city across the country and they end up in the same stuff. That's true. Right? Because yeah. you're looking for the same type of people to hang around with. Mm-hmm. Like, what you view as cool, what you view as, like, fun is the same. That hasn't changed. So, ultimately, you've changed locations, but your mindset and your your perspective on life hasn't changed. So, I think what really changed was when I realized, like, hmm, I'm not necessarily supposed to be looking for the same type of people because maybe I'm here to be learning something different, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what uh, what really shifted uh, my entire experience at GW for a when I stopped looking for the same type of people who had like the same growing up as me, the same yeah. background as me, the same experiences as me, and try to meet people who had different experiences. Mm-hmm. And for example, like John, I feel like he taught me a lot about just a different perspective that I had never really seen before, right? Uh-huh. Like one of the memories that is like forever planted in my mind because it was like so like outrageous to me at yeah. the time. Um, we It was our sophomore year. This was when we were first roommates and it was Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, he hit me up. He was like, yo, Nate, like, I'm about to get some flowers, uh, and I'm about to get, like, one of the GW acapella groups to sing for our female friends. Jeez. And I was like, he was like, yo, it's just like, if you was like, yo, if you want to go half, it's like, I think it was like $11 or something like that for the singing and flowers. 
I was like, all right, cool, whatever. It's only eleven dollars. I was like, well, I mean, I'm a broke college student, but you know what I'm saying? Eleven dollars ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we, <laughs> so we go to the room. We're just because they live in our building. We just go to our room. They're just yeah. chilling. And then the acapella group comes and like sings, and like gives them gives them flowers. And I'm just in a room, and I'm just watching like their reaction. And I was just like, wow, like not even on a like. Yo, I'm trying to bag type of tip, but like, man, um, to be able to bring such joy to people, it was so amazing to me because I had never seen that done, especially on a, a friend level to mm-hmm. a woman. Like, for the most part, when I was growing up, I was trying to get women to you buy me stuff. <laughs> or it was like, you only doing that for women, you on a romantic level. Yeah, like, like it's established. If like. we weren't like to, if we weren't not, not even like talking if we weren't like t- boyfriend and girlfriend yeah, like you wasn't getting nothing really out of me no nah, you weren't like we could be talking heavy and i'm still trying to <laughs> i'm still trying to take you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm trying to get shoot i was trying to get girls to buy me shoes but <laughs> it didn't happen but you know what i'm saying your pepper was whack. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got some stuff. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say what. But I know I know I'm here. It yeah. is what it is. I'm but anyways, I'm uh, <laughs> <Pimpan> strong. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Well, it, it, we ain't about that. But <laughs> but it was just so mind opening to me that yeah. like man, like this is totally different. Like this is a totally different perspective. And I appreciated it so much because it really changed uh, a lot of how I like view uh, and interact with women for real. Mm-hmm. Because even though I came into college with the mindset that, like, after high school, essentially spent a lot of time or most of my time running and chasing women, mm-hmm. or just like whether it's talking on the phone, texting, yeah, texting going out, girls, you know what I'm saying, girls, like. Yeah. I really had like a whole schedule, like a whole Ponzi scheme. Like all right, my main <laughs> jumps, my my it's moderate like kind of your potential. Yeah, yeah, like you're still trying to get at right, and then like jumps that I just like hit up, like maybe every couple weeks. Just like yo, yeah. check in, make sure they're still on my she line. Still got it. <laughs> right, right. And even though I went to college and had like, yo, I'm not going to be on that anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm really going to take like the school stuff and like my life personally a lot more serious. Yeah. Um, Even though my actions had changed, my mind hadn't changed. Like, I still had, a, I guess, negative perspective or outlook on women. Mm-hmm. And that really changed a lot for me. So I guess to conclude, it would be that just going into new spaces and recognizing that uh, you're supposed to interact with different types of people mm-hmm. and not trying to look for the same people that you you currently are currently in your circle because interacting with new people can teach you a new perspective and give you a new outlook on life and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. And the second part. Hmm? Second part. What was the second question? How did you maintain your belonging to yourself throughout that? Because, you know, it's easy yeah, to yeah, yeah. go through these different groups of people mm-hmm. and through your various interactions to kind of 
integrate yourself mm-hmm. and lose yourself, you know what I'm saying, in that. Like, yeah. how are you able to maintain, like, this is still Nate, you feel me? But I picked up on your perspective. Because hmm. some of those shifts changed people. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And I think the greatest, like, thing about being super self-aware mm-hmm. is that you can learn from people and pick up on their mindset, their perspectives and stuff, but still be able to build yourself and create who you are. Yeah. Like, you're still self-designed, self-made, instead of, like, self, instead of out, outside influence, excuse me. For sure. I would say for for that, it's really just being, really understanding, like, what I need in life. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> This is kind of what the next article is kind of based on. Mm-hmm. Um, Sneak peek. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to touch on it a bit, but... Uh, you can pass if you want to. Because <laughs> I don't think you want to. No, nah, I don't. <laughs> All right, it's cool. We're going I'm, I'm to save this for the next part. I'm going to save that right, part right, for the next one. Because right. that's going to be... It's going to fully dissect that to uh, a higher level. Okay. Cool. All right, bet, bet. Well, that's it for me. I'll hand over the ball to your court. All right, bet. So this is actually a conversation we've never had, but it's it's something that's, I guess you can say understood, but never been spoken on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not a really topic of right or wrong. Um good or bad, mm-hmm. but rather, I would say preference. Mm-hmm. And that comes to, uh, like, drugs and things of that, like drugs, like the drug aspect. Yeah. In terms of, like, the use of it. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to kind of get the backstory from yourself, like, uh Cause I mean, of course, like we have friends, like we grew up in an environment where, like, people are heavy drug users. Not heavy, heavy drug users to an extent, but like, people are casual, like, everyday yeah, indulgence. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. indulgence, right? Like, we walk every day. We went to school. We walk past like a group of people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In the back cut. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. sparking up, or whatever. <laughs> and. Uh, I remember when I got GW, and for me, this is for me. Yeah, someone had said like, I had told somebody I never smoked before, mm-hmm. and someone was like, "Well, you can't. You're from PG. You never smoked." For real? Oh no! <laughs> I was like, "What? What does that even mean?" Like, talk about a prejudice. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, so would you prefer me? I guess I'm, would you prefer to speak on like why, what your perspective is and like why you approach that in your way first or do you want me to get into mine first? Mm, I could go first because I know ours are totally different. Yeah, yeah go Our ahead. Our experiences are totally different. Yeah. So, so basically you're asking what's like my outlook on that? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. This is self-incriminating. <laughs> Go ahead. This is so self-incriminating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you a fan? <laughs> hey, that's not like that back into video. <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> that's where it's coming from. 
he was like, he was like, he was like, hold up, like he was ex- he was like excited. Then he was like, hold up, how you know that? <laughs> you know you got to tell me if you are right. Where you know me from? He's like the police ain't about to rush in here, are they? <laughs> uh, I, um, but I mean, in me personally, I've experimented. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, that's yeah. one thing I'm, I'm not going to do is lie on this podcast. I've experimented mm-hmm. more than once. Mm-hmm. But hold on, let me let me let me count. Make sure it's accurate. One. I think on three occasions mm-hmm. in my twenty-four years of living, I've experimented or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for different reasons. So me personally, I never, I personally don't care for it. Mm-hmm. There's just certain things I just don't care for. And I think like smoking was one I just don't care for. Yeah, it, it just like I didn't. I don't judge people who do it. I don't yeah, care. same. You same, feel me? Like sure. I date women who do and all that. Like that's they. That's they. That's what they. Mm-hmm. They into or whatever. Well, used to date women who do. I don't even know if I still go for that. But that's they thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. I didn't care because it's like I. It didn't take away from who people were as a person. For you sure. feel me? Like I know people who still on on their job they still do good they still mm-hmm. maneuver they live by morals and ethics and they have strong codes guiding principles through life for sure so it's like all right it's not like killing people or whatever um but my whole my whole experience exper- experimentation was really fueled by to understand why People do People it. it. So the first time, the first time ever was, I don't understand why you do it. So this was with, with like my cousin mm-hmm. who smokes like a chimney. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so it was like one day we were younger and had like smoke with him. And I was like, okay, I don't see what the hype's about. Like it was, it was like, okay, whatever. Like you get hungry, you have increased appetite. That was it. Mm-hmm. You're relaxed. That's it. I'm like, okay. So uh, that that just let me know, like, this ain't something that I'm ever going to get into. Like, everyday thing where I'm going to be, like, kicking out bread on it. Mm-hmm. So that was one perspective. Two was, I see how much money people spend on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing which disgusts me in a sense. Well, it doesn't disgust me. confuses me more mm-hmm. than disgusts me. Where people will complain about how they're broke they are. Mm-hmm. But they'll still find money to get high. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, dang, bro, like, you don't got no money, but you still hitting your daily quota of J's. Yeah. Like, your priorities are to not use profanity. <laughs> not aligned. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? I was just going to use the F word. But it's like, whoa. So. This is a thing that folks complain about not having money, but still indulge in. And I was like, oh, no, nah, I don't never want to be that type of person. Yeah. Like, because if I say I'm broke, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. When when somebody tells me they're broke, I think you don't got money for nothing. Mm-hmm. But imagine this, if somebody's like, I'm broke, and they still got money for, you know what I'm saying, to get high or like to go get drinks or to do something that's counterintuitive yeah. to combat their broken brokenosity <laughs> <laughs> you feel me like 
I just I just never wanted nothing to have control of me like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are some things that have control of, over me, but for sure, you feel me. We all got our vices, but it's not like that. Yeah. I self-destruct in other ways. Um. But yeah, so that was like the first time, and then the other two times was. It was. I think it was the same. It was experimentational also in mm-hmm. a sense where it's like, all right, I'm older. I understand it more now mm-hmm. than when I was younger. I didn't like know what I was doing. Um, I didn't even like know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying with like the cannabis boom, cannabis is a big industry for those who don't know. Um, if you're looking to invest in something for the long term for your kids, your kids' kids, invest in the cannabis industry. If you can't early, you're gonna eat. That's just a sidebar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so when I got older, I experimented twice again, mm-hmm. and that was that was it for me. That was enough for me to know it was like, all right, this is nothing I ever want to do, okay, ever again, or ever will do, because it was just it's, honestly it was stupid. I I gained nothing from it, and <laughs> I just nah, cause I was I was disappointed to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I ain't okay. getting nothing from it, okay. and um. Like, everyone has all these supposed benefits. Like, it makes me calm. It, like, you know what I'm saying? It does this for me. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm not saying it doesn't, but I didn't experience none of that. Mm-hmm. So, if, if there's benefits to something, and when I try it, I don't experience the benefits, then it's not for me. Yeah, It's sure. definitely not for me. So, yeah, it's not for me. Hmm. Um, Was there any other pieces to the question? I don't remember. No, no, no. You answered it. You answer. Yeah, but... It was one of those things where I tried to make sure it wasn't for me yeah. and confirmed it's not for me. And okay. that's it. Hmm. Nah, that's real. I, for myself. Oh, yeah. And another thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to, because like you said, being in environments where like, because literally y'all being like in like a room where like everybody's Everybody like smoking, smoking and I'll just be like chilling. Chilling, like doing my own thing. Like I even like it's times where I even leave. I'm like, man, y'all doing too much. I step off or something, mm-hmm. you feel me? And just do my own thing. And um so with me, I, I don't do peer pressure. Like mm-hmm. you're not about to make me do something I don't something I don't wanna do. Like nobody. Like my own birth mom doesn't have that much influence over me. And if the person that birthed me can't do that, like no one ever can. Like I don't care who you are. Who you think you are, who you plan to be, like you're not gonna have <laughs> that influence over me. I don't care. I'm gonna do my own thing always. Sure. So, at least with me, I'm okay with the fact that the times I did experiment, it was my own choice. Like Decision, I chose. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? It wasn't like there was literally no outside influence at all. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So because of that, I'll, I'll stand on it whenever. You feel me? Yeah. That's it. Please. Right. Um, to whoever listens to this, don't get the judging. <laughs> We're not doing that. That's all. But we're no, nah, no. Nah, I think that's. I appreciate you for being super transparent, and honest. Um, for myself, money was definitely one of the reasons. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's an expensive I, habit for sure. And I remember just being young, and people used to be like, "Oh man." Y'all got shoes, y'all got clothes. Yeah. Y'all must be spoiled. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you spend the spoil fantasy. You spend ten dollars a day on pack. And I knew a dude who spent like 
they was on like the Taylor gang stuff. They spend like seventy dollars a day on pack. You feel me? In high school, and I'm like, bruh, if I had seventy dollars a day, what I'm wearing right now, boy, yeah, I, I would be, bruh, I would be like seventy times flyer. <laughs> and we was already killing it too. That's the crazy part, bruh. And it's like, bro, like the money I did have to be able to like dress and the way I was, bruh. Yeah. I couldn't spend a, a penny on pack. Feel me. You know what I'm saying? So there was Facts. there was no way I was gonna be uh for, for I was like, man, you seven you spending seventy dollars on pack. I didn't even find a way to sell pack. <laughs> but you know, I wasn't even on that for for. But I was just like, man, that's crazy. Like seventy dollars a day? What? But anyways, money was definitely one of the issues because mm-hmm. Having like a limited amount of money, yeah. Like I wouldn't even bring money to spend on a vending machine. Yeah, I'm hip. I know you wouldn't. I like, <laughs> like I'm not. I'm definitely not about to spend. And the vending machine is like a dollar, two dollars, bro. Pizza right. after school is like a dollar fifty. One fifty, yeah. I'm not spending no. Not I ain't got five on it, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's definitely one of the things. But kind of in line with money is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the fact that I know a lot of people who have missed out on opportunities because of that yeah. habit, whether yeah. it's like job, yo, I got to take a piss test, yeah, weren't able to pass the test, yeah. missed out on opportunity. Facts. And I was just like, I never want to be in a situation where I'm blessed with an opportunity and I can't take advantage of it. Yeah, because you want to get high. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. You said that one time in conversation. Yeah, like I don't, nothing is... I not nobody, no person is gonna stand away my opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna let myself be that person. Be that person that stands away of that opportunity. Facts. And then I would say the last thing would be uh me personally seeing the other side mm-hmm. of it, uh up close, um with certain like certain family members. What you mean by the other side? The other side of like uh, drug abuse, um, and seeing people who uh, were literally on the straight and narrow path, not straight and narrow path. I'm not like they was perfect, like they was a golden child or anything, but like they was doing good. Like they they might have been like sparking here and there, like let's say high school, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they made it to college. And they fell off the deep end. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to get too much into like personal details, but like I've seen people almost like crash and burn in a sense because of like uh, taking it to the extreme. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like this is like the average person, but like when you're young and you've seen like someone who you kind of looked up to and aspired to. Mm-hmm. And you seen them like fall off the deep end, you're like, yo, I don't even want to mess with that. You know what I'm saying? Because like I don't want to ever be in a situation where like someone who admired me as a child yeah. is looking like, damn, bro, like what happened? What happened to you, right? Like like that fifty cent stuff. Like in high school you was a man, homie, like what happened to you? And Seeing that, like, 
like I said, I don't want to get into like extreme details, because <laughs> I mean, even though it's it's not necessarily like my story to really share, uh, but I've seen it affect like multiple people, mm-hmm. like who are close and like personal to me, like in a very negative way. So I was just like, nah, man, like I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna be on that for sure, for sure. But definitely. That money and opportunity was like, I would say the personal aspect was enough to say nah, but the money opportunity was like, hell no. <laughs> added to like, <laughs> added the hell to the note. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's funny. I didn't even think of that. That opportunity one is, it was definitely one of my driving factors too. And even like, <laughs> even in like the lowest form of that was like, like when we were in school, right? Uh, certain people would get like internships with these like good companies. Like mm-hmm. you feel me? These people want you. They want you to come work for them. Whoop whoop whoop. And you'll hear dude or Miss Lady. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like stress tripping. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the midst of celebration because somebody wants to interview you. Somebody wants you to work for them. Yeah. You're stressed now because like your habits like are affecting you in a negative way. You mm-hmm. feel me? And, like, even on the lowest level was the fact that, like, people would, like, get, like, other people's piss mm-hmm. to pass drug tests. And I'm a man first, <laughs> right? Before anything, I'm a man first. Yeah. And I would be disgusted with myself <laughs> walking around with somebody else's piss taped to my leg or something like that. Like there's, I feel like once you do that once or twice, cause something has to go on in your mind. Like, bro, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> we can't keep doing this. Cause my mind would tell me, like, bro, you're not about to keep putting other people's piss on my leg. Like, <laughs> that's pretty disgusting to me personally. Like, I don't even like touching people at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a little like weird. Like, I don't like touching people too touch. Like, I don't like stuff like that. So to for me to have to put somebody else's piss <laughs> on my leg, it's enough for me to make sure I'm always in the clear, bro. Word. Like honestly, man, we we 54 minutes in, bro. We almost Jeez. at the end. That's crazy. Time flies. Uh, I guess you got the last one. Sure do. So, um, this last question actually is about spirituality, mm-hmm. um, and I guess religion. I don't know if it's. If it's are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So there's one thing um, I noticed, like, with your upbringing and with, like, your entire family. It was even evident yesterday when I came to Lindsay's uh, celebration. Yeah. Was that y'all are very, like, religious people, like, very faith-based, faith-driven people, right? hmm And um, from, like, the stories that were shared yesterday and just, you know what I'm saying, being in y'all's families, like presence throughout yeah. the years or whatever i see that it's like it's a home base type of thing like for sure you all were raised in that type of environment right mm-hmm. um for me who excuse me that you're saying i'm still like 15 percent sick give me that but for me um coming from like such an upbringing like a heavily like like, I have, like, a super Christian mom. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about she prayed for everything. Like, she mm-hmm. could be taking a test. 
her pencil break and she got the print. Yeah. The devil not gonna stop me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Ma, go sharpen your pencil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like, and to see how I I came up being um, where I like I have like f- I'm fully delved into like spirituality and stuff and mm-hmm. then, like agreeing in it, but like my views of religion and mm-hmm. Christianity and all that stuff is. It's kind of weird. Like, I mm-hmm. don't have, like, the typical view. It's very norm. Like, mm-hmm. I go against the norm. Like, I get into, like, arguments with, like, people you're not supposed to argue with. Like, yeah. I tell the truth to preachers who mm-hmm. I think they lie to their folks and stuff, yeah. right? Um, and just seeing how how I was able to get so turned off mm-hmm. by religion just from, like, just spectating and just what I saw. I didn't like For it, sure. so I just completely drifted away from it. Um just with you personally, how how are you able to maintain yeah. that upbringing and to transition to the point where you matured as a person, mm-hmm. you gained wisdom and became knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but that didn't deter you from that upbringing. Yeah, like yeah. I always I always find that very interesting. You yeah. feel me? Because it's like two people came up the same way, but. You went two separate different ways, you feel okay. me, when it came to that. Okay. Uh, I would say, really, it one of the beauties that I had, I guess, growing up is, like, my pops, he's always going to, he's never, he never takes, my mom and pop, they never take, like, the preacher's word at face value. Mm. Like, we would never be a person who, like, Yo, the preacher says like some crazy stuff. Like, like yeah. drink this and we're gonna drink it. Yeah. Follow me and we just gonna follow them blindly. Right. Yeah. So I was raised in I guess an environment where it was okay to challenge like the preacher or authority in like a religious, I guess, setting, right? In yeah. the church setting. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped me a lot and made me realize like, because unfortunately a lot of people um, especially in like the black community, mm-hmm. we end up worshiping the preachers. Heck yeah, we, you can say that again. Cause. <laughs> we end up whatever they say is gospel truth, mm-hmm. and like to to say something against them is like saying something against God. <laughs> and like, but it's like, yo, that's that's, that's a man too. Yeah, like they're not perfect. Like they could say something wrong, and not not all of them. Are leading you yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, like even in scripture says, like my people pe- fell for a lack of knowledge, and like a lot of people in the church, unfortunately, or in just even all religions, for mm-hmm. it's a lack of knowledge. People are just following their leaders blindly. Yeah. So, I was never raised in that environment. So I have, and it's actually you know, sometimes I kind of have to remember that. Because I don't have a very different perspective where I don't, like, if something goes bad, wrong in the church, like, let's say a pastor is abusing his power. Like, I remember I went to a church, and I was just like, yo, these people was wild. Like, why are y'all following this pastor? <laughs> like, I would never go here. Like, y'all worshiping this man. Jeez. And And someone else may come and say, like, man, like, forget the church, like, they just the pastors. All they do is taking from the people. Yeah, they're leading them astray. Yeah, and blah blah blah. Right, uh, but 
I just saw it as that person's flaw and not like a flaw of like a flaw of man and not a flaw of God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I was, I guess that upbringing it allowed me to differentiate between the two. Like uh, there can be a church led by a pastor that is leading people in the wrong direction and is flawed, right? Mm-hmm. Or he can be leading people in the right direction and still be flawed. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's a human. But that doesn't take anything away from what me going to finding a different church by a leader who's still flawed but is leading me in the right direction and is trying his best to be the best person he can be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would never be in a situation where, like, let's say I try four churches out and they're all trash mm-hmm. in my perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go look for a fifth church. Jeez, you better than me. Yeah, yeah. That's not like, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna keep looking because uh, I and th- I guess, like I said, that upbringing, just realizing, like, okay, I'm just not in the the right the right space. It's kind of like, let's say, an accountant or a financial advisor, right? You could have, there's a lot of people who are CPAs, a lot of people who are financial advisors, but not all of them are good. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are going to provide the best quality. Not all of them have perfected their craft. That's true. Some of them are janky. <laughs> Some of them are going to get you, the IRS hitting you up, talking about right. you You got a 15K right. tax bill, right? <laughs> How you going to pay this? <laughs> <laughs> right? And you sick because you got that big tax return and you cashed it right. and spent it. <laughs> but... That's that's really my perspective. Even from when I was younger, like I was like intuitively listening, like, hmm. I'll ask a question like, yo, da 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 da. And like my dad, I appreciate it because he was if he didn't know something, he would say, I don't know. Like, I don't really know how to answer that. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't try to just make up some <laughs> yeah. explanation that he wasn't sure about just to kind of Pushed me on along, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he was like, "Oh, like some people have this perspective, some people have this perspective. Yeah, that some people's that. in church, da, 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 you know what I mean? So that helped me a lot. But uh, also, you know, just seeing, uh, especially like on my mom's side, like mm-hmm. the power of faith. Um, just even like my mom's upbringing, like I kind of mentioned with my sister." My grandfather, both of his parents couldn't read. Like his mom, she would literally, uh, she would literally read through books, which meant like looking through it mm-hmm. every day. Like her kids would be reading, and she would look through books, like just be looking. She couldn't read, and then like my grandfather went off to be a teacher, a Latin teacher. He knew like three, four languages. Yeah. Um. And his sister was, he was a principal. His sister was a teacher, English teacher, literature teacher. She went on to be like vice principal. And that was one of the things, like when I was younger, he always tried to like instill in me, like his faith. Um, and just saying like, you know, like we come from nothing. And like my faith and like my relationship, not with like a pastor, a certain man, but my relationship with God and like me being able to have that personal relationship and like learn 
and have that connection, that oneness that mm-hmm. we kind of talk yeah, about, yeah. Um, has allowed, like, you know what I'm saying, his perspective to transcend um, his environment and, like, allow him to, be, to become all that he was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like, those are, those are the two things he passed on to me, like, whether it's education, uh, which, I, you know, I have my indifferences about, <laughs> but, you know, also his faith. Uh, like you kind of heard yesterday, he used to pray for us every morning yeah. uh, before we went to school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where it all is rooted in, I would say. That's gangster. Yeah. Where were we at right now? What time? An hour and four minutes. 64 minutes. Uh, I had one more question, but what do you think? We usually go to 115. If it's a good question, go ahead. If it's yeah. trash, don't don't even throw it this way. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. All right, better. Yeah. So, so, you know, the past, I would say, year and a half, maybe two, mm-hmm. we've done a lot of relationship, uh, um, growth. Uh, on the relationship side, like our perspective on women, mm. um, and just done a lot of like personal development in that area, right? On the mm. emotional side, right? Mm. So you know, to to end it off, <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with the kind of where are you, where are you in that space? Mm. And you know what I'm saying is is Danny Dan on the market? Is is he out here looking for? <laughs> For, for Bay, <laughs> you think you're OT Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's where you at with that? I feel like I'm about to self promote. Is this an ad? Yeah, bro, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, no, but uh, I mean, it's still, you know what I'm saying? We're still growing, still learning every day. You look around at some books that's still on, you feel me? building and like being able to better understand people and connect better you feel me because at the end of the day like our essence as humans we're like we need connection yeah like we need unity we need like people to talk to we mm-hmm. like humans weren't meant to be islands for sure um and we go against our natural makeup when we try to be when we try to isolate ourselves when we try to you feel me? Cut everybody off. You want to do it all by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to get so far. You stun yourself when you do that. And you only hurt yourself when you do that. For sure. Um, so it's, it's still, and it's honestly, like, interesting, like, to, like, learn about people. Because you learn about yourself in the process. Like, women expose you. Like, bro, <laughs> do they? Like, I remember, like, even, like, yesterday, bro, something happened. And that's just, like... Like, my spirit was, like, shattered. I'm talking about, like, I woke up high-spirited. I was going good. Something happened. Just shattered everything. Cause, and, like, I had, like, a convo with, like, my sister. And she, like, kicked, like, some perspective. And it's, like, shifted, like, my energy the rest of the day. Yeah. And I was just, like, killed. Like, you feel me? She made a comment. She was like, yeah, you got a bad habit of when you not feeling something, you just shut down. And uh, what did she say? She always be saying some stupid stuff. She, but yeah, she was like, "Yeah, you just shut down. Well, you need to like, you need to go against that because that's your natural instinct. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. like me naturally, like, 
and it's it's a thing where I feel like I'm doing it to protect other people, which is what I like say it is. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people like, yeah, like I had to fall back from you because I wasn't you know saying I wasn't in a good headspace, and I didn't want to like bring that energy towards it, you. towards you. You feel me? Like un unknowingly and unwillingly project that and transfer that onto you. So I'd mm-hmm. rather like be secluded and deal with that energy so that I get my vibe up and then come back around and. She was just like shaming me for that, <laughs> saying that you feel you need to have those conversations and stuff because, like, other people have the power to, just like how you could give them your, your low spirit, mm-hmm. they could pour into you if they're in a high, high, high vibration too. You feel me? Yeah. Like, don't, don't. She said, don't rob people of the chance to like, to pick you up, mm. in a sense. Mm. And I was like, man, shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even want to hear it at that yeah, time. Yeah, I'm just saying. But it was true, though, because, like, yeah. even, like, allowing her to, like, just get a sneak peek of what I was, like, you know, saying my, where my head was, she was able to actually help me back up, For sure. to tell you the truth. Because I wasn't about to leave the house yesterday, honestly. Hmm. Like, I was, like, you wouldn't have seen me yesterday. Hmm. Like, I wasn't about to even pull up or anything. I, I had shut down. I was done for the day. And this was at like three. I was done. I'm, t- I'm telling you the truth. She she they she, she kicked me some game and I was good. I was like, man, that's why I hit your phone. Like, hey, y'all need anything? Everything covered? Boop boop boop. I'm about to head the road or whatever. And she's that's not even nothing to do with what you said. Nah, I mean, I you just oh, yeah, said but about um, connections. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, I feel like I don't, I'm not in a place to fully. Cause you're never gonna be 100 percent perfect. Yeah, yeah. But like you're not ducking it, but yeah, nah, you're nah, not nah, nah, nah. actively pursuing it. Is nah. that what you're saying? What? You're not like in hot pursuit. I don't know, cuz. <laughs> Give me a second. Let me let me yeah, let think, me just right. let me think on my heart and my mind and make sure it's just 100 percent honest. I'm open to opportunities. Let's okay. say that. Cause I wasn't like the end of last year. I thought I was right. Mm-hmm. Like mid like summertime last year, I thought I was twenty eighteen, cause I I hit this peak where it was like the growth was so far from who I used to be yeah. that I equ- I equated that to have grown a lot, and that you're ready. Yeah. yeah, and then I saw the next milestone of what it could be, mm-hmm. and I realized how low on the totem pole I was in terms of my growth. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So then that time from then to now, which is almost a whole year from, you feel me, June, July last year to this year, Mm -hmm. I'm at an honest place where it's like, okay, I know I can maneuver with that that space Mm -hmm. more, um, from more authentic and genuine place, you feel me? But it's not nothing that is on front street for me, Mm -hmm. you feel me? Like, that's because... In the past couple of months, I've not been open to it. You feel me? Like, yeah. if there's opportunities that present themselves, I would shut it down purposefully because, like, I don't care for that. Mm-hmm. Or not, I'm not about to care for that with you. Mm-hmm. With, with most joints, that's really what it was. It's like, yeah. nah. It, wasn't, it just like, wasn't nah, the right it, person. You ain't the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, ain't, I ain't even about to waste What's my time it? with you. For sure. You feel me? Like, like, nah, I'm good. I'll pass. But, yeah, I'm, I'm open to it, but... 
man, we got some goals and stuff we trying to knock out. You know what I'm saying? That that's 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 like a back end of that. We got other things on Front Street. Okay. That's not on Front Street for me. But if like a uh if I do see opportunity, hot pursuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Just being basically you're open. Yeah, yeah. But it's not open to it. Like but you're I'm out here chasing, at the club, yeah, like, like looking like, like ooh, eyeing every jump. Ooh, that like nah, I don't, I don't care. That ain't even me. Yeah. How about yourself? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> you know I had to flip that. <laughs> uh, personally, you know, same, same. Like it's not on. I would say, I guess, Fun Street, where every day I'm like, man, I need a jump. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, same. Open to opportunity. Yeah. Open to it, like, like. For a long time, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, it wasn't even an option. Yeah. But I feel like I'm in a place where I'm not perfect, but I can maneuver. Like, I'm in a place where, like you said, I'm in a very authentic and honest place mm-hmm. where I can say, hey, I'm not my best. I'm not going to be the best. Like, uh, like partner or whatever. Yeah. But these are the areas that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. So like you know, like yeah. yo, like I'll, I'll over exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, you like That's this one is thing I, I'm definitely I definitely do now. It's like I'm gonna let you know at least. Yeah. Like I'm gonna make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Like these are areas I'm still struggling. With. Like you could probably help me with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, in some way, like a point it out. Like hey, yo, Nate. You're doing that again. I'm like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? But so I think just because I've reached that point, I'm now in a place where I can take that next step. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I still got a lot I'm kind of working on. So it's not, it's not a number one on my list of things to do. Hell no. Oh yeah, one thing too that I thought was kind of cool was about like people pointing that out. With me, it's like. Pointing out my flaws don't mean that you gotta fix them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like I, I like I mad love for people who could like point out my flaws mm-hmm. and trust me to to work on them. Yeah. You feel me? Like you don't. It's not your job to change nobody. You can't yeah. do it. Like people's happiness is their own responsibility. People's like people are their own responsibility. To yeah. be honest, um, but those who could point out where you're slacking mm-hmm. and if if you're thriving in that area, you could give me some points of how you got there, but mm-hmm. also respect the fact that how you got there is not going to be how I'm going to get there. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But at least I have an idea of things I could try, some mm-hmm. thought methods I could try that may work for me and it may mm-hmm. not. That's one thing. And the second thing, too, is I just did, like, a quick, like, analysis, and, boy, I'm glad that, like, over the past year, that I took the time off instead of trying to pursue anything serious because I would have crashed and burned in the worst way. Yeah. So shout out to growth. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would have been premature and it might have like... Yeah, it might have deteriorated you would've instead. Yeah. Like that growth definitely. that you had? Okay. It definitely would have. Like I know it would have. Mm. Not even I think. I know like maneuvering in, the, in, like, in those situations differently, looking back, would have been so bad for me, bro. So mm. I'm glad I like chose to focus on myself. 
All right, bet, man. Congrats to growth. Shout out to growth. Big homie growth. <laughs> the OG. Facts, facts. But yeah, man. I'd like to thank y'all for joining us. Hey, can you do the elevator shout out? <laughs> the sickness is killing me. <laughs> yeah, man. We want to give a huge shout out to our, our sponsor, Elevate. Uh, super dope platform with some amazing opportunities on there uh, for diverse millennials looking to get into the corporate space. Man, they have some excellent partners. Uh, sign up. Join join their platform. You can join it with your LinkedIn profile, so you don't got to do none of that. Timely signing up. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple and easy. You know, 30-second process. Uh, and, and join all the – there's, like, a lot of dope and great people in there. There's some great opportunities that you wouldn't find elsewhere. Uh, like I said, some some great partners, you know what I'm saying, some companies you would, I wouldn't mind being affiliated with. So check out Elevate, uh, the links in the show notes. Uh, join their platform and, you know, give them a little shout-out and let us know what your thoughts of it are. Most stuff. With lots of love, thank y'all for joining us, and we'll catch y'all on the next one. We out. We out.